Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Welcome back. Another episode of Blind Love Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been having so much fun releasing these conversations and I'm just really enjoying myself and I hope you're enjoying listening. Um, So I'm, I'm on a roll here and I don't know who made up the rule or where I heard the rule, but I heard it from multiple people that said you should release one episode a week on the same day at the same time so you build a consistent audience and I hate that rule so I'm gonna release episodes whenever I feel like it and I'm just putting them out. Today is a treat my friends. I am talking with Jordan from Sincerely the Tarot. He is such a gift His tarot letters and his ritual work with his friend Kelsey is just so beautiful. And I love the way he infuses nature into all of his offerings. And the way he creates meaning is just so inspiring to watch. Um, I felt so lucky to talk with him. He was one of my first ever readings that I got outside of myself or my sister and that felt very vulnerable um, to ask somebody else to read for you and I really understand how scary that is and that's why really when I try and um, offer services I try and be really respectful of that and hold space for that. And I was really blown away by the reading that I got from him. And it continually amazes me. I get one every month and I just love that. And I was so inspired by it that I started offering that. That was my first service I ever offered as a tarot reader. And I continue to offer it, and it really has brought a lot of meaning to my life. Um, We talk all about ritual, meaning, nature. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I know you guys will too. So make sure that you follow him at Sincerely the Tarot if you aren't already, and enjoy this conversation. I will see you on the other side. Okay, so first thing I want to say is that my mom teaches special education. And so she did that for like 20 or 30 years. Um, Wow. Yeah, and I worked in a school for a little while as a paraeducator. Um, I did some volunteer work and worked with the kids to see if I kind of wanted to pursue that. Um, But I just, oh, I love that you do that. It's such a beautiful way to serve your community and the kids are so sweet and I just, I just love that. So. Thank you. Yeah. um, It's an amazing job and it's been like 10 years now. I'm getting older. So that's kind of exciting that, um, you know, I feel like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm sure it gets yeah. easier as time goes on. Yeah, a little bit. We've got more ideas in the heat of the moment, so that's good. Cool. So you are on winter break now, right? I am. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And yeah. how are you spending your break? Well, I'm now transitioning out of holiday and madness. It was beautiful, uh, chaotic family fun. And um, so now I'm doing a collaboration currently with a wonderful human. And so we've kind of, we opened our books yesterday and we're diving into that. Yeah, I want to hear all about this. So it's like rituals and ceremony that you help people find or tell me all about it. Yeah, so um, my part... Well, Kelsey and I pulled 22 cards um, 
or pull two cards from the 22 majors to kind of select um, guides, if you will, inner guides for a person. And then um, I'm creating kind of information and messages um, that would come from those cards along with a like small list of affirmations and then a guided meditation that <clears throat> for me, that's one of the parts of the collaboration that feels the most different from Sincerely the Tarot. Um, it feels a little more personal maybe, um, just because when I'm writing tarot letters for people, you know, a lot of it is from my understanding and relationship with the tarot cards. And when I'm creating these guided meditations, I feel like it's coming more from my own mind, I guess, and spiritual journey. Um, and then Kelsey, um, from Shadows and Souls Rituals, I think I got that right, um, creates a ritual for each of the major arcana and then a third ritual that kind of combines the powers of the two archetypes. And it ends up, I think right now it's like six to seven full printed pages plus two tarot cards, plus an affirmation card that I make kind of collage style. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we did one for ourselves um, and one for my spouse kind of as trial runs. And they take some good work and creativity. And Kelsey is amazing at creating intentional rituals. Um, and it just, it feels exciting and fun to dive into something new while my books are closed um, through Sincerely. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Um, I pulled a couple cards before we started and I just got the feeling, the phrase that came to mind was messenger of the light from within. Mm. So this idea that you're able to guide people within to show them their own light. That's beautiful. I just love that. And I feel like that's like the essence of these rituals, which I find so beautiful. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And um, I had the honor of um, spending 21 days going through uh, Kelsey's rituals um, up to winter solstice. And, um, you know, there was, there was a lot of dark in there and it was so powerful. And, you know, I came through transformed and I'm really excited to see what it's like for other people. Yeah. And I love that idea of, I started thinking about the contrast of above and below or above, so above, so below. And mm -hmm. the idea also of within and without, mm -hmm. like what's within you is reflected in the earth around you. Mm -hmm. And how did, did you find that? I saw you were like, like in one, you took a candle outside Mm -hmm. and walked through the dark so like mm -hmm. how were you seeing elements in of the earth reflected in these rituals or how do you I don't know like what are your thoughts That's on any of that um I feel like it was all very much braided in what I was doing um I mean Kelsey did a good job in her design and in at least for, for me, connecting me with Gaia and the planet um, throughout, which was grounding and supportive and inspiring. And, you know, that's really the only way I know how to engage with my own magic is to connect um, with the planet and the elements. And, um, yeah, that was a really powerful night, actually. That was, that was a big one. You know, some, some of the nights felt a lot more intense than others and I think it needed to because at the same time I'm 
you know, have a full-time teaching job and I'm a parent and it was, the whole thing was really, it was overwhelming in a good way to be soaking and immersed in rituals. Like even the next day, just like living in what happened the night before, you know, and going to work and then doing all the family stuff and then diving back in that night. So, um, that, that was the most, that's, that's the most time I've spent going inward probably ever because it's so easy. I'm sure you can relate to, to pour out and into others and, um, you know, ritual really serves in that going in and connecting with the planet and the night. And yeah, it was really powerful. It brings to mind the idea of creating structure and routine as ritual yeah. to me also, like creating the container where this magic can happen and yes. showing up for it. It's like yeah. if, if you don't allow the space, then it, it like can't even happen. And it's just like showing up, like you show up to anything, right? Right. Yeah. And that, is, you know, it takes commitment and that was I think that was really nice um that I was able to do it with someone else because it it kept me in it you know and committed and because sometimes when we're just answering to ourselves um it's easy to say like oh I'll do that tomorrow or oh but I need to get this other thing done and and wow like to show up for yourself 21 nights in a row that was a lot so yeah I'm I'm really hoping that people um, you know, access Kelsey if they can, and um, and we hope to offer more of our collaborations in the future as well. That's awesome. And you know, people can also, you know, ritual can be anything, and people can create their own ritual. And I, I felt a little exposed showing so much on there. I mean, in a way that felt good to me. Um, but I was really hoping that even just sharing little glimpses could make it seem doable, you know, that it doesn't have to be this grand extravagant thing. Um, day 21 definitely was, but it, it can be really small, you know, it could be like sitting with a candle for 15 minutes, you know, set an intention and what you want to do in there. And so, yeah. I, I hope people feel inspired. Yeah. How are some ways that you create ritual in your everyday that are maybe um, not I, quite as, like, grandiose? Yeah. I think tarot would probably be my biggest um, because there's a – even if it's just a few minutes, it's, like, a commitment of spending time with self. And um, – so I definitely pull at least once every morning and then that helps me to kind of set an intention for the day and connect with my highest and best. And, um, you know, days can be very busy. So, so tarot is a home to me in that way. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How are you looking at the new year? We're right at the new year of 2019. Mm-hmm. And are you going to be doing any rituals to celebrate going into the new year? Um, that's, a good, that's a good question. Um, I usually do some sort of big tarot spread uh, because it just seems like a good time to do that. And those can take a really long time for me. Um, because I like to write about what I pull. So I don't do those that often. Um, and I usually do for the new year. So I'll probably do that. And then, um, to be honest, I'm not sure yet. Sometimes I'm kind of like a last minute creator for myself. I like to see what my body's feeling. Um, and I feel these days pretty open and creative to, if I, like you said about the, structure and container, like if I know to give myself that, um, something comes through that's interesting, sometimes even in the moment. So yeah, I'll do something. I know I'm really excited about the new year. I actually, I've seen all these 
hilarious memes about 2018 and um, about it being really hard. And I think I feel that on the collective level um, and on the personal level, it was a good year for me. Um, my birthday's in January and I was 33 this year and I felt really good about that number and it was good to me. But I'm hoping for the same with 34. Are you a and Capricorn? I am not. No, I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius. Ooh. Yeah. And you, did I hear on your first episode, you're going through your Saturn return? I am. So. How's I, that? <laughs> it's really intense. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been happening for the past year. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like all of my systems built up for two years, and then they've, like, decreased for two years also. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It was, like, this peak, and then I've been coming down into this darkness of, like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just going to go with it because, you know, hopefully that, you know, you're choosing the right thing. But right. I go back to that saying I love Lindsay Mack saying of you know whatever you're meant to have you'll have or whatever is meant to be will be you can't you can't miss anything that's meant for you right and you know really viewing our paths uh, as um anything non-linear you know like that's so reassuring to me that you know, we, we get to experiment and explore and try things and say, that was fun, but I'm done with that. And um, at least in your kind of creative expression realm, from what I see on Instagram, it seems like you're doing a lot and a lot of beautiful things. Thank you. Yeah. I loved all of your letters. You inspired me to start writing letters yeah. for people, which you were so gracious when I asked you. Of course. And I love that. Oh, thank you. And I've gotten, I cannot even tell people how amazing your letters are. It's something they need to experience for themselves. So everybody go over to Jordan's Instagram, Sincerely the Tarot. Sincerely the Tarot. Order a letter when he is back up and running. Mm-hmm. And, but I... So I had gotten the Knight of Swords, the first one, uh-huh. and then I got the Five of Wands, mm-hmm. and then the Four of Wands, and then the Three of Wands. Yes. And, like, I intuitively knew it was going to be the Three of Wands. <laughs> <laughs> like, and just with the message too of releasing Mm. and the four of wands I spent this month really bathing in ritual it was like it started as this raw chaotic creation Uh and then I kind of refined it with ritual Uh and then going down to the three of wands it was releasing meaningless ritual Oh, wow. And really only keeping what was meaningful. And that spoke to me on so many levels. I struggle with OCD. Uh So really only paying... I wrote down, because your message to me was release what you don't need. Uh And it felt like the doors through the threshold. Like you see this picture of a threshold in... um, I use the Pagan Otherworlds deck. Mm-hmm. And it's Beautiful. like these pictures of these rods and it's like you're walking through and it's like shedding what you're not and going through with only your heart. And really like allowing this guided light of passion to guide you through like where your path is and really walking down the path of meaning. Like, what are rituals if they are not infused with meaning? Then it's just we're trying to, at least I can only speak for myself, when I start to engage in OCD ritual, it's because I'm trying to avoid a feeling. 
mm-hmm. a feeling that I don't like, I'm trying to distract myself with meaningless ritual. Instead, now I'm choosing to release that and pick up a meaningful ritual that will help me actually change the feeling into a feeling or not even change it, but just observe it, allow myself to feel it. Just simply, it's like a ritual to honor that feeling instead of escaping the feeling. And then when you're honoring the feeling, you allow it to transform. And it's like infused with so much more purpose. And that single ace of wands, like that getting to your soul, it's like getting to your heart. It's like dropping things that don't matter and coming back to what's your inner light, your inner meaning, your inner purpose. So wow. that that's what it's been for me. So that's amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. Do you have like? Would you want to share like what maybe one um, meaningful ritual has looked like for you? Yes, I think a meaningful ritual has been allowing myself to make art. Yeah. And um, I I always think about what my friend said to me once. I can tell how nice I've been to myself by how much art I've been doing. Um, and just uh, allowing myself to sit down and engage in that, whether it's a poem, whether it's a drawing, whether it's a podcast, something where I can be vulnerable and not try and escape what I'm feeling and just allow the feeling to be have this new creation mm-hmm. and like not expecting anything out of it either it's just the ritual for the just to honor for honor and not for expectation yeah yeah that that's amazing and seems like something really important for all of us to hear and think about and for me that really you know brought up to that sincerely the tarot is also like another daily ritual that I engage in um, because I write every morning and night for people and every time that I'm writing to someone else I'm also writing to myself and I can really see sometimes you know this is just how it goes with being a tarot reader but I know my energy absolutely influences the polls like this morning I posted on Instagram about the tower and then after that I sat down to pull for somebody else and I pulled them the tower Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was kind of like oh I guess we both you know needed this but um I a few years ago these people have kind of asked about you know how do I have time for this and a few years ago I was doing daily writing practice for at least an hour a morning, you know, I get up at five and just write. And um, I would just write and write and write and write and write. And it was just like all free out and just for free writing, you know, pouring it out, getting it out. Um, and I think that was really good prep. I kind of just got to the place where I was feeling like I was, I was just doing that because I said that that's what I did and I had been doing it for so long. And then when Sincerely manifested, it became kind of more uh, meaningful ritual, I think, like what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like allowing it to evolve, too, to fit your needs. Yeah. And like seeing why, like if something worked for you once, too, and not holding on to that because it used to work for you. Instead, letting what was beautiful about that moment be transformed into something that fits where you're at right now. Yeah, because it it did serve its purpose and and that was actually kind of a commitment I made to myself when I came out of my Saturn return that to make sure I was writing again. And so it, it did, you know, bring that back for me. But I would say... Yeah, once I kind of 
expand in my own spiritual practices, you know, sincerely really serves because then I'm starting and ending my day really connecting with deep wisdom from the tarot. And so my writing is more intentional in that way. And I think it serves me better in that way. How has sincerely the tarot transformed you? Oh, Oh, man. <laughs> so many ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's kind of maybe the obvious things like it's um, expanded my relationship with the tarot and with the cards. Like, I've grown so much um, in through intuition and confidence and understanding and experiencing the cards. And, you know, but also... You know, I know social media can get a, a bad rap, but I feel so blown away and blessed by connecting with so many beautiful creatures, humans um, out there. And I think I feel supported and seen and, I don't know, it just opened up a whole, whole new world for me. And... the community more than anything has been really transforming and I don't know it's been amazing and and you know before I think it's also transformed my identity because before you know I wanted to be a teacher since I was a small child and so that's the only thing I've ever seen for myself to do as a service is to teach and to be with youth and, um, you know, that is my passion for sure. And now I have, I have a different identities now. Um, if you would have told me a few years ago that I'd be reading tarot for people, I just wouldn't have believed you. And, um, I've always really loved the idea of writing letters and pen pals. It's like a very romantic thing to me. And now, I've written hundreds and hundreds, and it it just feels like a blessing. That's so beautiful. Do you know your other signs, like your moon sign and your rising sign? I do. I'm a Taurus moon and a Virgo rising. Oh, you have so much earth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. You can totally tell by all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I, that made more sense to me because I'm I'm so I'm kind of a rookie um, to my chart and and those signs as well. So I still have a lot to learn there, but that's been really interesting to expand just outside of you know relating to Aquarius. So I feel like your moon sign makes total sense with like appreciating the beauty of the earth. Yeah. I love that. What Me a, too. What a beautiful, yeah. like, and also creating ritual to honor the beauty of the earth. Yeah. Like, as a way to almost give back to the earth. I'm always thinking that. Like, what can I do to give back to the earth? Like, yeah. I, like always, I feel like we're always taking so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what can we do? You know, besides, like, cleaning up after yourself and, right. you know, yeah, recycle. Yeah, I feel really and... cognizant, yeah, of that. Like, when I go to the beach, picking up trash and, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I make rock, rock mandalas, that feels really important. Like, that feels like it's for the planets, for Gaia, you know, to, to be seen and touched and admired and bowed to and... Um, you know, and even spending time with my hands on the trees and just giving love, you know. Yeah, I feel like gardening feels like a big way. Mm-hmm. Like getting your hands in the dirt and planting something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, definitely. So can we go back to your ritual that you did? Yeah. Um, can you talk to us about which two 
archetypes that you pulled for yourself and what you learned and how you transformed through them? So the ones that um, Kelsey and I created through work on our collaboration, Shedding Light. Um, so that was different than the 21 days and we have yet to do our ritual. Um, but I pulled us the emperor, which we renamed the structure and then, um, the lover's card. So Kelsey wrote the ritual and they're going to be really good. <laughs> they're going to be really um, powerful to do. She includes, um, and I can speak to the meditation too, but she includes um, a lot of honoring of the self, you know, and different aspects of the self, obviously, depending on the archetype. And there's usually like a form of engaging with your body and some other things like maybe a stone or the mirror and um yeah I look forward to doing that ritual I mean maybe next week um and mm -hmm. go ahead I love that idea of renaming the emperor as structure Mm -hmm. um and I've really been thinking a lot about how each major fits within the numerology of the minors uh -huh. and thinking about how structure is lended to all of the fours in the deck yeah do you have any thoughts about that i've just been like pondering it well um i you know i know Lindsay talks about fours as being kind of like containers mm-hmm Lindsay Mack, or anyone. <laughs> the under Lindsay. You know about the tarot, I guess. <laughs> um, I bow down. To yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it does kind of feel like the Mac. Well, I was going to say Mac Daddy, but that's gendered. Um, but the mastered version of those fours, I guess. Um, and the Emperor is a card that I've. just had to be really intentional with and gone on a journey with. And so I kind of smiled when I pulled um, the emperor for our first ritual for shedding light. Um, but, you know, there's opportunity there. And in the guided meditation that I wrote for that, um, first I wrote, to connect with the lover's card in a particular way. And then after that, you know, there was like, um, like a looking down at your own skin, at your own flesh and kind of seeing the blueprints that are there, the skills and the tools, the leadership, all of the plans needed to create anything we want to, um, that it's all already in us. And just to really help, um, to help us not see the emperor as like a man, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's been some really beautiful decks out there that have helped, you know, whether the emperor is a mountain or a really big tree or, you know, um, Mariel, the Mariel Tarot, Mary White talks about, um, she says something in there about, I don't know if this is my interpretation or if this is exactly what she says, but she said that the emperor is, is not the opposite of the empress, but that the empress is kind of, it's like wild and chaotic growth and lush and beautiful. And that the emperor is kind of like the structure and the plans that help that to not create order necessarily but kind of to give it a structure to all be I guess and um I don't know as kind of like a wild person I don't really want to see structure and container as like boundary and limit I want to see it as structure and container that helps something to grow even more 
Yeah, or structure and container for freedom. Yes, that, please. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like this, like being able to nurture something with, yeah, boundaries isn't the right word. Right. But like, like you said, a container for some, for space for something to grow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any thoughts about the Empress and Hanged Man year that we're going into? Oh, no. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. You're like, um, one thing at a time. Yeah. I think I just looked at what my personal year is supposed to be, and I was also like, my brain was like, no, not yet. I can't shift into that yet. But, um... What about you? Do you have any wise words for me about Empress Hangman? Sounds okay to me. I'm excited because I really like Neptune, and the okay. Hangman is ruled by Neptune. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with it being my Saturn return, and my mm-hmm. son is so close to Saturn, and mm-hmm. my biggest conjunction, which is like, I guess your most powerful aspect of your chart is my sun to Neptune. So I feel like somehow creating structure for my intuition is what it feels like. That's really cool. So like not necessarily, and I, I also want to go into this year not really setting any goals necessarily like I don't want to like I don't want to force anything I just want to be open to receive I don't I don't feel like I have a really good relationship with either the empress or the emperor um yeah I feel like it confuses me what is what or you know it just feels like it, it should almost be one card like holding and receiving are just in my mind so intertwined that it's hard to even separate them. Yes. Um, and so I feel like when you talk about one, you have to talk about the other. Uh-huh. And so almost, I don't know, I'm like kind of coming to this as I'm talking about it, but uh-huh. I think maybe that's why I never really understood it. So I'm really... I guess my intention is to allow myself to just be so therefore I can kind of like just receive the relationship of the Empress. Yeah. And see what that has to offer and actually and it feels like just creating the daily intention to receive every day is what I'm planning on doing so then it's creating some sort of structure and it's allowing like that Capricorn energy of like really getting to work but like I feel like I'm almost being tricky like haha I'm not really getting to work (laughs) I'm just planning every day to not work I love that. I think that's much more creative to not be like, here are the five things I'm going to do this year, and I'm going to do these two things first, and it's going to lead to that. I think to truly, to intentionally create space to receive, and, and like your one goal then is to kind of like move things through and create as you're guided, as you guide yourself. Um, I mean, I think that is a powerful, that's a powerful way to move through your, your year, and huge things could happen in, in that. Yeah, you never know. Well, and when you said, when you were talking about that, it kind of triggered my mind to maybe what you were originally asking in your last question about the two archetypes in my ritual and transformation. Were you talking about my magician high priestess switch? Or yes. Not? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that what happened in my twenty-one day ritual 
which maybe maybe you weren't. There's so many rituals. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I caught but, all of them. So in the 21-day ritual, I will say that um, the magician has always been my boo, my number one tarot card. Before I probably even understood what the magician meant, I knew that I loved that card so much. And I, you know, after my Saturn return, that card was so important for me to bond with and get to know and to embody. And I identify with the magician a lot because I'm an extrovert. I have a lot of energy. I'm confident. I feel like I can create, bring what is from within out into the world. And I want to do that. I want to give ideas form. I get really distracted when I have an idea. Like I need, I need to see it through so I can like relax and let it go. Otherwise it's just sitting there. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Um, and then during the 21 days, um, Kelsey had me pull, I think the directions were, you know, what's something that needs to be released during this spiral? What's something that needs to die? And I've been working with, um, the Mariel tarot, which I'm completely obsessed with, and I'm never going to be the same again in the tarot realm because of this deck. Um, it's really knocked me off my feet. But she gave me, the Mariel gave me the magician, that the magician needed to die. And my heart was really, really broken, and I was really confused. And um, I spent a lot of time with it that night, and then the next day I just did a lot of like work and reflection of course this is like while I'm teaching you know I'm like oh my god how am I shifting into high priestess like that's not my energy how you know and um it's been amazing it's been amazing and it's been a struggle and a challenge and I think high priestess is going to be a big part of my year um, ahead I think we have a lot of work to do together and it makes sense like now it's kind of like well duh you know you need to work with the card that you struggle with um, because what I've figured out is the more high high priestess work I do then the more that I really can expand the magician within so ooh, that was good yeah, that last that, line. <laughs> that was the part that brought me back home, made me calm down when I could kind of look at it in a different way. Yeah, connect it with the magician. Like, then I was like, okay, I can do this work for a while. But, you know, what you were saying kind of about receiving and the Empress, that's what reminded me of High Priestess because that's really hard for me. You know, I'm a communicator. I want to solve things. I'm a humanitarian. So when there's a problem, I want to talk about it. I want to create a plan and I want a magician, whatever's going on. And, um, high priestess, it's like, just wait, just sit, just be. So if I'm like having a feeling, Maybe I don't name it out loud immediately. Maybe I don't try to quote-unquote solve the problem. Maybe I just let it be. And that feels so hard. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Ooh, that's yeah. such a good intention. Well, it feels like an intention. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. So. A cultivation of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it almost feels like an act of surrender, too, with tending to your own healing. Yes. Like, I know I need to do this, I know it's going to be really hard, but I know it's going to be good for me. Right. And I, and that's totally in line with uh, the hanged man. True, true. Bring yeah. it back. Bring it back. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. 
Is there anything else that you want to tell everyone? If you had a message you could give everybody? Anything Uh, like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I just always feel really called to encourage people to remember that, you know, that that you are magical, we are all magical, and that it's, that it's within, and, you know, just to encourage people to play around a little bit, and, you know, I think even sometimes, like, ritual or meditation can seem, I don't know, sometimes childish, sometimes really intense, and it takes us out of the daily grind, and, and kind of the planar realm. Um, And it's really fun and transformative and healing and powerful. And I just want to encourage everybody to trust themselves and their intuition. And I don't know, maybe everybody I'm talking to is already, already there, but just in case there's one person that's like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And it's like, well, you don't have to know, just have fun. And, and feel good and see what happens when you open yourself up to your imagination and your own meaning making and all that. You know, you don't have to be told what something means from somebody else. You get to create your own. That's it, I think. Yeah, I love your emphasis on your own meaning making. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, allowing that's... yourself to make your own patterns and conclusions. Yes. And how do you want to look at your life? And how do you talk to yourself about your life? And you decide who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that feels so unfamiliar at first. At at least for me, kind of after my Saturn return was when I started intentionally engaging in my own spiritual path. And, you know, at first it's like I felt like I needed to, like, Google or look up or read about or ask someone like what this means. Um, and once it took a while and some work, but once I got to a place where it was like, Oh, not only is my own, you know, meaning making just as important as anybody else's, it's actually also more important for me. And there's just a lot of room for creativity there. You know, like, let's say you see um, the same type of bird five times in a day, and it seems really unusual, and you seem distracted by it. And it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's so tempting to, like, go Google about that bird. And it's like, what if we stopped and just asked ourselves, what does this mean? And what if we came up with some weird answer, and then we trusted it, and we went with it, and we played with it, and explored it, and honored it and bowed to it and incorporated it in a ritual like you never know that like two months later you've had this like huge experience just by like listening to yourself and trusting yourself and it's it's so cool I I, it's just really cool to like free yourself up to yourself yeah yeah freeing yourself to yourself yeah Totally, because it's just like walls that we build up of who we're not, and then we're just taking them down to kind of reveal our spirit. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I don't know where we get these messages um, that we, you know, we shouldn't or that we're not good enough or it's just so limiting and so boring and so dry to, to not engage and create your own spiritual journey, you know? Yeah, I really relate to that. I, I feel like my whole Saturn return has been about self-worth and yeah. what do I think I'm worth. And yes. it's it's been a lot. I think that's a lot with art and artists and artists telling themselves, who am I to create this? Yes. I mean, it can be anybody. It doesn't have to be. I think of everybody as an artist, though. Whatever you're creating. Like, and then once you open yourself up to 
even if like I don't know how to be in a relationship with the Empress because I've never tried it before. Right. But it's just being like, okay, well, I'm worthy enough to even have the relationship. So let's just start it. Like, I know I'm not, it's not going to be perfect. And I know I don't know how to do it. But I do know that I'm worthy. Yes. And like not, and not needing to like name it. And you don't need to like know anything about it. But just like feeling it is enough. Yeah. And then creating those, like, little rituals to, like, build it up. Yeah, and, you know, if we were to consider that we are all of the archetypes and that the all of the 78 cards are an aspect of the self um, and our experiences, you know, I would wonder for you and for myself, like, Like, if the Empress is you, and and yet it still feels, like, so unfamiliar that you don't can't even imagine what a relationship with the Empress would look like. And same for me with High Priestess. If High Priestess is me, and, and that's, you know, that's an energy that is within me. Why does it seem so far away? And that's where there's work to be done. I mean, that is the invitation of tarot right there is... It's a card in your face, and sometimes it's some it's something you don't recognize, and you don't recognize it within. And with the archetypes like the Empress and High Priestess, I mean, those are powerful cards. And so if there's something within us that's that powerful and we're not tapped into it, you know, that is worth, that is worth a year right there. You know, that is worth building a relationship even if you don't know where you're really starting other than just saying yes. And it's so cool how things unfold and how you develop the relationships. Um, I just think it's so beautiful, all the synchronicities that lead you along the way. And I really, like, for example, I really didn't understand the chariot. Mm -hmm. Like, I I got it intellectually, but I hadn't really experienced it Mm -hmm. and I kept having like all of these dreams about I couldn't get home I was always Mm -hmm. away from home at like this there would be like a series of like really big vast hotels or schools or um places where I was like frantically trying to get home and a vague idea of auditioning Hmm. for something. And I didn't really get it. And I would always have like one family member with me though. And my acupuncturist was asking me about it and she was like, well, what's going on there? Uh And I didn't really think about think much about it because I was feeling good I was like why are you even asking me about my dreams like I feel good (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she was like what's going on and so I just started talking about it and then I'm thinking about it and then it comes to me oh I'm expanding out of my comfort zone and I want to go home because it's uncomfortable yeah and it's like so clear once I got it that's so cool isn't okay even cooler and then I was like and you know what I remembered while I was laying there that it felt like in the dream that I was like in this room I had done an audition and then it felt like I had all these acupuncture needles left in me and I remember being like (laughs) yeah it's weird right but I was like I remember taking them out and I kept taking one out of my right tricep and I mentioned this to her because I like had this big revelation and I was like oh by the way is there like a point on the back of your right tricep and she looked it up and it was the point for peace and joy and I was like what that is crazy like Things that we don't think are within us are so inherently natural. And when we take a second look that 
something that doesn't seem significant. Mm-hmm. It's like when we just have just sit with it for 20 minutes. Yeah. It yeah, just it comes to you. It's not when you're thinking about it cuz I didn't think of that. It just came to me. And yeah. when you like create this space for things to make sense, it's like you're infusing yourself with spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. It really is. And I I think kind of what you just shared, I mean, that's where the magic happens. I do believe that you know, we are communicating with ourselves all the time through these creative ways and we just often don't stop and, and feel listen. like we can maybe, yeah. you know, but, but don't, yeah, that we don't stop and listen and just take that pause. And I think, I think, um, you know, I have really, really interesting things happen when I meditate. They're very visual and like story-like in my mind I can kind of see weird things and and that's you know it, it happens like right away like as soon as I start to meditate and that took me so long to just go with it because my brain is this human brain that's like that's weird stop that you know what I mean like like what's the point in that kind of a thing you know we've got all these to-do lists and it's like, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it took me a long time to, to prioritize that that matters too. And I don't always know what everything means. And sometimes it's just like a weird trip. And then sometimes I get it, you know, and huge breakthroughs happen. And yeah, I just, I think just honoring that, that we are communicating with ourselves and listening is so key. Yeah, and definitely, like, being patient with yourself, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was having all these dreams, and I never knew, and, you know, it's been over, I feel like, a series of months. And then I also realized it was the full moon in Cancer when I figured Whoa. this out. Yeah. And, like, thinking about that, and also the thing about the audition, like, feeling like I auditioned, I listened to that new podcast, Strange Magic, Uh and they were just talking about the chariot, and it was, like, that day, the chariot issue came out, and it was, like, talking about he is performing, he's a bit of a performer, and that made me think of, like, oh, like, I'm making myself vulnerable in this way of putting myself out there to others. Yeah. And just, like, you know, allowing these things to come together in pieces to form this bigger picture. And not yeah. rushing it. And not being like, I don't get this. And it's like, I still don't get a lot of tarot. But yeah. it's, like, just allowing yourself to dive into it because you know it's a part of you and that's enough like you are enough amen yeah (laughs) that was fun (laughs) good when we hang up you and I are going to go engage in our own magic yes I am so excited to get magical yeah, I feel a little little pumped up. Totally. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, just uh, sincerely underscore the underscore. Ta- uh, well, where was I? Sincerely the tarot um, <laughs> on Instagram and um, currently planning on opening um, my books back up uh, uh, at the end of January, but we'll see slash so I'm letting myself kind of do what I want in terms of that I'm obsessed with sincerely the tarot and um kind of like yourself like I'm I don't I'm not rolling out a plan for the year and it's worked really well for me to just trust my intuition and um I'm really into the ritual meditation collaboration that's happening and so I don't know maybe I'll be energizing over there a little bit more we'll see so cool thank you so much jordan thank you anna it was so awesome to talk to you i we've been connected for a while now through instagram and this was nice
Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Best of luck with your awesome podcast. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, you can find me on Instagram at blindlovetarot if you want to connect to there. Or my email is blindlovetarot at gmail.com. If you send me a screenshot of a rate and review for this podcast, then I will send you a free piece of artwork, a little drawing. Um, If you're into that, I would love to express my gratitude for a review. I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast be seen. Um, Yeah. So also, if you are in the Washington, D.C. area, I am hosting a workshop on the Ace of Swords and yoga on January 19th. That will be at Thrive Yoga. Come check that out. Come see me. It will be on the weekend of the Leo Lunar Eclipse, so I feel like it's going to be really powerful, and I really hope you guys can join me. Um, thank you guys again for listening. I hope you have a great weekend, and bye-bye.